Hey, beloved, welcome back to the show. Do changes in your seasons of life lead you to slip back into old eating habits? How great would it be if you were able to navigate changes and adapt to difficult times in your life? Pretty amazing, right? There are questions you can ask yourself together with being in the presence of God to be able to navigate your food struggles during difficult seasons. I had a difficult season in 2020. You guys all know I made it through with lattes and muffins. Started out at once a week, then twice a week, then three times a week. And before you know it, I gained 20 pounds in a year. So I learned so much from 2021. If 2021 gave us, or sorry, 2020, if 2020 gave us anything, right, as a gift, if you could be like, looking back at 2020, was there anything good? Did we get anything good? And we certainly can. And for me, I feel like the gift of 2020 was it revealed who we are deep down in the core when everything else around us falls apart. Ah, and we have to look at like, okay, these are the things that can't come with me. These things have to go, right? And stress, stress will drain your emotional and mental reserves faster than anything else. And that will affect your resiliency and ability to adapt during this season or in this situation or during times of crisis. I'm on a mission to bring a whole new level of health and wellness to your home and help women of faith heal their relationship with food, restore their identity in Christ, and lose toxic weight for good so they can finally become the healthy home mom God created them to be. The stuff that we struggled with, whether it be in 2020 or years past or for decades, that cannot come with you to where God wants to take you. So my story, my struggles with emotional eating and weight gain started when I was about nine years old when my parents separated. I shared about my journey of gaining and losing the same 40 to 60 pounds over and over again during different seasons of life on episode 52. If you haven't had a chance to listen, go back and listen to that. This healing process is just that. It's a process and it's a journey towards freedom. And you know, this thing with food for me personally, it's not an overnight gig. And I know for a lot of people, it isn't. Some pieces take years to heal. And then some after years of struggle are healed and delivered in an instant, like my come to Jesus moment in the bathtub with alcohol, which I share in episode number 57. So in today's episode, I will be sharing my personal takeaways from the final chapter. So sad, we're ending this series on full, the full book by Asherita Tutu. It's called Food, Jesus, and the Battle for Satisfaction. But this is the final chapter, chapter 12, and this is going to conclude my series on this book. If you missed any of the discussions and takeaways, I will put them in the description of this episode, but you're going to want to go back to episode 53 and start there. When I went through this book in 2019, it changed my life so much that I chose it for the 12-week curriculum for my breakthrough program, The Biblical Weight Loss Blueprint, to truly give you weapons for weight loss that work for lasting freedom, to help renew your mind, to make you wise to the enemy's tactics so you can armor up and stand against his schemes, and to help you trade guilt for grace in your relationship with food. So in this episode, I'm going to share key highlights again from this chapter, chapter 12 on resisting old food habits during major life changes and how prayer and constant communion can help us navigate and adapt to difficult seasons of life. We'll talk about how crisis and changes in life seasons can impact our eating habits and what we can do about it. And you're going to want to listen in, right, to how to protect your peace, to remember to tap in to the fruits of the Holy Spirit, to ask for wisdom, and to yoke yourself to Jesus during difficult seasons. Before we get into all of that, though, I want to let you know that even though the doors are closed for the beta group, they're actually um like halfway through. Can't wait to share the results with you. But the beta group for the Biblical Weight Loss Blueprint, this is my 12-week signature program that launched in January of 2022. 
We have a waitlist growing for the next round that is launching this spring. So if you want in, be sure to join the Biblical Weight Loss Blueprint Facebook group today so you can get access to the Food Freedom Workshop that explains all about it. In this workshop, I unpack the three mistakes that people make when trying to lose weight, the four signs of emotional eating, and of course, the Biblical Blueprint that can change it all for you. I want to share a testimonial from one of our beta group members. Her name is Tia, and she has posted in Wellness Wednesdays every week. You're going to want to join the Facebook group so you can keep tabs on those wins that they post every single week. This week, she had a non-victory, non-skill victory to look at. She says non-skill victories are so important on any weight loss journey, especially when you lose, 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 and then hit a stall, which by the way, is completely normal. (laughs) I talk about this in my program a lot of why our body does that. She says, there are days when I have lost one, two, even three pounds overnight, and there are days when I have stayed the same or bumped up a half a pound. These are tiny reminders that make me smile and remind me that satisfaction lies within him, the one above, not the number on the scale. She says she's seeing a noticeable difference in her body and her overall shapeliness. Yes, she loves to create words, which I love. She said, learning how to stand firm in her battle with food fixation, which she would have, wouldn't have said she had an issue or was an issue before diving into the food freedom curriculum that we use in the 12-week blueprint. She said the fast started on January 9th and I've lost nearly 15 pounds in 17 days, which puts me at my lowest weight I've been in three years and that's a definite win. Thank you, Tia, for sharing, for being brave, for letting go of the things that are no longer serving you. I couldn't be more proud of all the work and healing that you are doing and we, again, are only halfway through. So again, this program helps you realign your body, spirit, and soul. It helps you restore your relationship with food. It helps you reclaim your identity in Christ. And it also creates the accelerated results, which gives you the motivation that is needed to make those lifestyle changes, all while healing from the inside out so that the behavior change part sticks over the long term. Beloved, this is for you if you're fed up and frustrated with your weight, if you need a biblically rooted solution that creates lasting results, if you're 100% committed to aligning your health journey to the kingdom of God and you're ready to partner with Jesus and Holy Spirit to release that which is no longer serving you and you're able to persist and pursue healing even when things get hard, right? You got to choose your heart. Like it's hard to be overweight. It's hard not to fit into your clothes. It's hard not to have pictures of you with your kids. Like you got to choose your heart, right? And I know that you want a step-by-step plan. You want a step-by-step plan, the implementation and the coaching to lose the weight that's been burdening you and You need help to get to the other side. You need a safe space, free of judgment, so you can heal your heart, break free from the lies of the enemy. And last but not least, you're craving a community of sisters in Christ who will journey with you, keep you accountable, and support you so you don't have to do this alone. Yes, we have prayer partners in the Biblical Weight Loss Blueprint, and that has made all the difference for the beta group. (laughs) In fact, Tia shared with me, she's like, you have to make this required for every single group that you lead through it, that they have to have a prayer partner. Scripture says, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves, and a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Yes and amen. So head to the Biblical Weight Loss Blueprint Facebook group, watch the Food Freedom Workshop, and you can decide for yourself if you want to apply for the next round that starts in spring of 2022. Again, you're going to be in the right place over the next couple weeks if you're hanging out in that group because current students going through this program are sharing wins on Wednesdays, they're going live each Friday to share what God is doing in their life through this program, and if this is something that's speaking to your heart, then join the Facebook group. Everyone's invited. Apply if you feel led. We have 12 spots open and 10 of those are founder spots with beta pricing. The deadline to apply is Friday, February 25th, which I know seems far away, but it's going to be here before you know it. 
And last but not least, I want to celebrate with you. My podcast is about to hit 5,000 downloads. Whoop, whoop. Did you catch that? We are celebrating 5,000 downloads of this show. And I'm grateful to each of you for being on this journey with me. Grateful actually doesn't even touch it. Only God. I'm still learning so much. I'm still tweaking. I'm still getting to know you guys and what you need and how I can really um, be of value to you and show up and give value. But I just thank you. I thank you for your grace and your patience as I keep meeting you on the show and as we keep getting to connect every single week. So to celebrate this milestone, I am gifting an essential oil trio of lemon, lavender, and peppermint to help you stay happy and healthy naturally in this season. We are about 50 downloads away, so if you want to go ahead and binge listen to a couple episodes, that'll help us reach um, that goal that much faster. But yes, we're celebrating the 5,000 downloads that we know is going to happen in the next day. Um, And there's three simple steps to enter to win. You're going to rate, review, and subscribe. So here's what you need to do. First, you need to go to iTunes and rate Cover Beloved with five stars and then click to leave your written review. You want to make sure you screenshot this before you click submit, otherwise you won't be able to view it and then share it with me, okay? So step one is go to Cover Beloved, rate it with five stars, and leave your written review and then take a screenshot of that. Number two, while you're there, you're going to subscribe to the podcast. And then number three, you're going to share your screenshot review in your stories or on your Facebook profile and this is how I'm going to see and save your entry. Be sure to tag me at Heidi Brom. Okay, so that's three steps. Go to iTunes, rate with five stars, leave a written review, screenshot it, subscribe to the podcast, and then share your screenshot in your stories or on your Facebook profile, and be sure to tag me at Heidi Brom. You can actually enter multiple times over the next two weeks. We're going to choose a winner on February 14th on Valentine's Day, spreading the love. So if you've already left a review on the podcast before in the past, you can still enter to win. Just simply share an episode screenshot, talk about why you love the episode, or mention this gift away, and then tag me at Heidi Brom. You'll also get a bonus entry by inviting a friend to join the Facebook group. Or if you're not even in our Facebook group yet, you'll get a bonus entry by joining the Facebook group. So many chances to win. I'm so excited for you. Good luck, beloved. And let's dig in. Welcome to the Covered Beloved podcast, where we choose to live faith-infused, holistic lifestyles while nourishing and renewing our minds to experience the depths of God's love for us. Hey there, I'm Heidi Brom world changer, and mom on a mission to bring a whole new level of health and wellness to your home. As a decade-long essential oil advocate, self-proclaimed personal and kingdom development junkie, and your holistic lifestyle strategist, I believe that when God created the earth, he didn't leave us without solutions, that he created us to be healthy and whole, and that he's covered each and every one of us as mothers with his protection, grace, and wisdom on how to live our most healthy, happy, and joyful lives. Are you ready? It's time to become the healthy home mom God created you to be, because he's got you covered, beloved. Let's dig in. I know that a biblical approach is needed because when we aren't in alignment with who God says we are, we are susceptible to the enemy's lies. Either God is shaping our mind or the world is. And I want to keep planting seeds that will open your heart to the idea that the Lord wants to fight this battle for you and victory is found in Jesus. So today we're talking about resisting old food habits during major life changes and how prayer and constant communion can help us 
navigate and adapt to difficult seasons of life. This topic is very real to me because I lost myself in weight gains during my pregnancies and other times in life. And each one, of course, each pregnancy was different, of course. And I'll tell you a little bit about each one. The first one was very magical, right? I was pretty young. I was about 23. So the weight came off, you know, well enough. I wasn't one to ever lose a ton of weight while nursing. My body tends to hang on to every single pound as long as possible. I know some of you can relate to how frustrating that is. And just like our bodies don't differentiate between sources of stress and the chemical responses that our bodies create, right? Our, there can be a stress of someone chasing you and you know the chemical response is the same as you sitting in traffic and getting really stressed out about that situation. So your body isn't going to differentiate between you know, what's actually going on in that stressful situation. The, the chemical reaction, the biochemical reaction in the body is the same. And it was that way for me during pregnancy with shame. My mind and emotions didn't differentiate between the reason for gaining weight and getting bigger and my clothes not fitting and me walking around uh, larger than I wanted to be, feeling like everybody was staring at me or like I was standing out or they were questioning like, well, is she even pregnant? I can't tell. Uh, So the shame response was the same. I was getting bigger and I couldn't control it and it was hard not to give in to cravings. And while there was plenty of healthful choices being made in the area of food, especially for the first three, the lack of sleep triggered poor eating choices and at times I was embarrassed because of my size. And so all of those emotions, right? My body, my brain and my mind, my mind and my emotions, I should say, did not differentiate between the reason for gaining weight and getting bigger and that shame response. The reaction in my body to the shame was the same. All of my pregnancies were moderate or normal gains between something of like 30 to 45 pounds with the exception of my fourth. I know I gained more with that one and I actually couldn't even look at the scale at the doctor's office. I would start to panic and cry and I told the nurse, don't tell me. Like I, I know I'm somewhere past the 200 mark and it totally crushed my soul on my small 5'3 frame. Like it just felt terrible. I knew I was not in a good position. Mentally, I had just kind of given up, at, you know, like five months into that pregnancy. I was like, I'm just, as far as my health is concerned, you know, I I had given up. I had stopped working out. I had just, I fell into a really, I don't want to say depression, but I had just completely given up on trying because I was so frustrated, right? I had gotten so far in my health journey at that point only to have it dissipate more rapidly because, you know, with pregnancy, obviously you gain weight a lot faster than it takes for you to take it off. And so I knew that the climb back up was going to take at least two years again. And I was like, oh goodness, it was just more mentally than I could take. And again, I'm not one of those back in my regular jeans in three months type of people. So it was hard to swallow the amount of energy and resolve it would take physically and emotionally to walk that journey again back to a healthy weight after like seven times throughout my life. So I was like, is this what I was made for? Is this what the rest of my life was going to be like? Gaining and losing the same 40 to 60 pounds again and again and again. And I felt like I just couldn't do it anymore. So when we look at navigating different seasons of life, you know, it, it can be a fearful thing. It can We can be afraid that we're going to slip back when things happen, especially things that are out of our control. And Asherita, in her book in this last chapter, you know, she kind of talks about that, how she she was actually pregnant in the process of writing this book, and she was giving into cravings and, you know, kind of thought, well, who am I to write this book about food addiction when here I am giving into my cravings? And the shame crept up on her as well. And 
Her agent was just so beautiful when she responded to her. She said, these cravings, like, they don't negate what God has done for you in the past. And they certainly don't disqualify you from writing this book, right? Because you have experiences. And this is the very reason that you're writing this book. Not because you're perfect or because you've arrived, but you understand the struggle. And the struggle is very real. And in this season, it is realer than it's probably ever been for you before. And so the struggle, actually, in this season is a gift. And so looking at navigating these different seasons of life, when we're unprepared for any struggle that's coming our way and we tend to want to slip back into old habits because that's what quote unquote has gotten us through in the past, you know, I want to challenge you. I'm going to give you some tips and share what Ashrieta shared in her book and I'm going to share what helped for me. But there's different seasons of life and what that looks like, you know, it could be college or independence. I, we, we, I experienced this with my, my now husband. When we moved out together, we were suddenly paying for our own food, and so we ended up getting cheaper versions of food, box meals, canned items. Uh, Our friend worked at this soda dispensary place, and so he would get expired soda, and we would drink that. And it wasn't, it didn't take long, let's just say, for us to get to an unhealthy weight. And so once we realized it and we caught it, we were able to work on that together and get rid of the processed, packaged, and highly adulterated foods and eat more naturally. And so, you know, we were young, so it came off pretty well and pretty quickly, and, and that felt good, right? But that's something, you know, that maybe even a child, pay attention to that, that once they go to college or gain independence, they tend to be able to make their own decisions, spend their own money, right? And so this is something that can get out of control very quickly, um, that season of life. Pregnancy, I already talked about. Um, illness or injury. Now, I haven't personally experienced this myself, but I know many who have where you're just kind of resting, you know, illness or injury takes over and you're not able to do what you were able to do before. Maybe you have to eat outside of your normal. You're not, again, participating in normal physical activities. And so you can pack on weight, right? And it's more comforting to eat foods that help you feel better. Like, let's just face it, that's what comfort food is for. And so with a lower resolve, you're going to have a higher chance of turning to food for comfort during an injury or an illness. And then we have life transitions. So this could be marriage, kids moving out, divorcing, emptiness, you know, just when you thought you had a good routine down, a major life challenge can throw everything out of chaos. Maybe it's a a parent getting sick and you having to leave your family and your house and the comfort and your routine to go care for a loved one or a child you know maybe it's not you that's sick and so uh, looking at those crisis moments right those life transitions even can snap you out of your normal routine which doesn't help you maintain your routine and your plan that helps you be more on top of things All right, one other thing is holidays. So obviously we have a lot of holidays and how you celebrate is really unique to you and your family. You know, maybe you have a normal healthy routine with holidays and it's not an issue for you, but there tends to be a lot of food during holidays, right? And it's not salads or fruit cups. It tends to be, again, the comfort foods, the highly sugared foods, the highly fat foods, and you're mixing all of that together. And that is something that, you know, a lot of people are usually hypervigilant about during the holidays, but they are more likely to slip into old habits or maybe even obsessions about food. And so they resolve to do better next time. Okay, one other thing I'm going to add to this list that Ashrita did not talk about in her book, but we will add in here pandemics and world crisis. Wow. Yep, you guys have heard my story, gaining 20 pounds during the year 2020 because I comforted myself with muffins and lattes, 
I'm like everyone else, a lot of things shut down. And the one little health food store that was like my safe place, my haven, that was my normalcy during that time. Uh, I they have an incredible bakery and just lattes, you know. So that that was my thing. Like this is my normal. This is my treat. And one turn once a week turned into twice a week, which turned into three times a weekend. So it was easy to slip back into old habits when this gloom of the world, uh, you know, started creeping in and, you know, there was fear everywhere. And even though, you know, we didn't like participate in that to the level that some other people did, it was like, it still affected us because of the fear that was going around. We weren't able to participate in normal life because other things were shutting down. And so that was our way of maintaining normal. Okay, so whether or not you've anticipated this season that you're in, whether or not you're the one that's going through the challenge or it's maybe a loved one that you're caring for, I want to give you eight things to keep in mind that you can ask yourself during any of these seasons, okay? And Ashrita shares this in her book. She talks about what major events or trials are going on in your life right now. Like just sit down and journal it, write it out. This actually helps you from an emotional place Get your feelings out so you're not holding everything in, which creates space for you to then actually think about a solution and a plan. Um, What specific situations are triggering your food response right now? So is it something that feels out of control for you? And so food is something you can control. Um, Or is it something that you emotionally are out of control? And so food is comforting for you. So describing these circumstances and what exactly it is that's triggering for you in this situation, write that down. What lies are you believing about food? What is coming up for yourself? What lies are you believing about your situation? Okay, what lies are you believing that you think are protecting you, but they're actually harming you? So write those down. And then what emotions are you feeling are predominantly guiding you or controlling you in this situation? How intense are they? And how have you handled these emotions in the past in a safe and healthy way? All right, then we want to look at how have you been spending your time? Have you been spending your time with God in prayer, in the word? If worshiping, man, worship, mm, worship is like my favorite. It, it fills my cup. It renews me. It washes me clean. I love worshiping. I have a Spotify playlist and it's my favorite. I used to be able to do this is another thing of 2020. That I'm actually just realizing as I'm speaking this out right now is that was something that changed my internal environment because my husband would go to work. My kids, would, my older kids would go to school. My younger ones would go to daycare. And I would have time at my house by myself. But when everybody wasn't able to go to those places, my entire family was home for like months. And I didn't have my sacred space. I didn't have my worship time. I had cut that out. And I actually am just now realizing like that was a core foundation for me that wasn't happening. And so it was easier for me to slip into old habits, right? Um, what... Who knows about your current struggles? And do you have someone, a trusted friend, maybe people at church that can come alongside you and encourage you, that you can speak to, that they can maybe help think of something, you know, oftentimes when we are out of sorts, we don't think clearly. And so having another person there with you to brainstorm with you, to offer advice, to give you ideas of that maybe you hadn't even thought of, that's going to be helpful to you. So Who do you have as your support group? Who do you need to help support you during this time? And what would your life look like in two or three months if you continue on the path that you're starting to go down? So if you're starting to go down towards a destructive path with food and continuing to eat in a way that is destructive to your health, what is that going to look like in two or three months from now if you continue down this path? Is that destination worth it to you? Is that something you want to reach for? Is that something that you're going to have to climb your way back out of like I did if you go too far and you just completely give up? 
If not, what would you like to do to turn it around and how can you do that? And then finally, what would your life look like if instead of seeking satisfaction in food, you ran to God with your needs? You've learned a lot over the last 12 episodes just digging into this book. What are some specific tools that you've written down that can help you fight this battle from a place of victory and from a place of fullness in Christ? Okay, so I want to leave you taking inventory of your known triggers, helping you create a plan for victory. It's important to look at what obstacles or challenges might derail you and then create a fail-safe as well as a community to rally around you and support you. I also want to remind you, don't forget to pray. I actually have an acronym, P-R-A-Y. Don't forget to pray. Number one, P, protect your peace. If it's a time that you're struggling and you're in a season that is hard to navigate, say no. Protect your peace. Don't take on too much. Say, I'm sorry, I can't in this season. I have this going on. Stress will drain your emotional and mental reserves faster than anything else, and that will affect your resiliency and your ability to adapt during this season or in this situation. So P, protect your peace. R, remember to tap into the fruits of the Spirit. Oh, man, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Make sure that you are tapping into those fruits. Remember, that's the R, remember, tap in to all that the Holy Spirit has to offer you as you're anticipating these struggles. When you exercise these, you know that these are fruits of the Spirit. You know that this is a sign that the Spirit is working in you, that He's helping you to reign in your cravings during this season or you're wanting to go to old habits. And so looking at how can you practice these fruits of the Spirit during this season. Remember, tap into those. Those are for you. All right, so if P, protect your peace. R, remember to tap in the fruits of spirit. And A is ask for wisdom. Ask for wisdom from Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is your divine dietitian and there is no shame or condemnation in Christ. And so, you know, even though you're thinking like, oh, this is a little choice. It's not really that big of a deal. Those can snowball really, really quickly. And again, start to take you down an old trodden path that you don't want to take. James says in scripture, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask him, be sure your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. And so making a habit to ask for wisdom and using Holy Spirit as your divine dietitian to help you through these moments, even in the littlest things, even in those little itty bitty choices, going to the vending machine if you're in a hospital and getting, you know, something healthier versus a chocolate bar or something like that. Maybe they have a granola bar. (laughs) I know, not as great, but you know, what choices do you have? Can you make the best choice in that moment? All right, so A is ask for wisdom. And then Y is yoke yourself to Jesus. His burden is easy and his yoke is light, right? So if this were easy, what would this look like? I feel like oftentimes we make things hard because we're used to making things hard. But we have to remember, when we go yoke ourselves to Jesus, it's easy. So if this were easy, what would it look like? Go that way. Make that decision. Rejoice in your journey so far with him because he is good and he is good in every single season. And you have him on your side. All of heaven is behind you, right? So what could this look like? What could this look like if, let's say, a parent is sick and you're in the hospital? So P, protect your peace. You're saying no. You're saying no to everything else. I'm sorry. This becomes your priority and your focus because your health comes first. R, remembering to tap into the fruits of the Spirit. So having self-control, having gentleness, love, joy, peace, all of that. A, asking for wisdom, asking Holy Spirit, okay, how can I plan ahead for this, right? How can I make sure that I am in a position to be able to be my best self and not derail and not turn to food for comfort if this situation becomes overwhelming or too much that I can't handle it. 
Okay, so definitely putting yourself first and caring for yourself first is going to help safeguard against that. But a lot of times when I'm in situations now, I choose to fast because not only is that a spiritual superpower, in my opinion, um, and it brings us closer to God, it's more of our heart posture versus him towards us. It's us towards him. I don't know. I just think that it has, it's like a superpower. It helps bring breakthrough. And so fasting is something that I choose when I'm in a situation that feels overwhelming and out of control because it reminds me that when I am weak, he is strong. And so he is my strength, not food, (laughs) not me. Okay. And then why yoking yourself to Jesus? His burden is easy and his yoke is light. So if this were easy, what would it look like? It would look like you resting more than likely you resting and surrendering and just again, protecting your peace, remembering to tap in the Holy Spirit, and asking for wisdom. All right, that is all I have for this chapter. I hope you enjoyed this series on the full book by Asherita Chuchu. Above all, remember that this is a journey. This doesn't happen overnight. It's one decision after another, little victory by little victory. You know, when I look at my journey so far, I'm in a different place than I was two years ago, but I still have areas where I can grow. I have areas where God is showing me and highlighting me like, Hey, let's, let's talk about this little thing over here that you do with food, you know? And so we're not, it's, it's not completely healed for me, but again, I'm definitely not in the same place that I was before and I'm making progress and I'm not looking back. I'm not looking back to where I was thinking that I haven't gotten very far. I'm just grateful for every single step that I make moving forward. That's why our eyes are facing forward. That's why our feet are not backwards. They're facing forward because we are to keep moving forward. Beloved, this program that I have for you is for you if you're fed up and frustrated with your weight. If it's become your identity and you know that it's not who God created you to be, if it's holding you back in areas of your life, like in relationships or with maybe your business or your calling or, you know, in your community or just keeping you hidden, you are in the right place. If you want to align your journey to the kingdom of God, if you're ready to partner with Jesus and Holy Spirit to release those burdens that are no longer serving you and you're able to persist and pursue healing even when things get hard. There's a reason why I've combined physical, spiritual, emotional, chemical, like all the things, right? Body, spirit, soul. This is a comprehensive program because you need a step-by-step plan. You need help with the implementation. We're not just focusing on the physical. There's emotional things here too. There's a reason why you're turning to food to comfort and soothe and it's not getting you anywhere. You're spinning and spinning and spinning, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results and feeling insane, right? Because it's not working. Oh my goodness. I feel you. I'm I'm ready. I'm here. I want to help you get to the other side. I have a safe place for you that's free of judgment so that you can heal your heart and break free from the lies of the enemy. And I know that you're craving a community so that you will have someone to journey with you. We have prayer partners in this program. It's so incredible. And we just help keep each other accountable, support each other along the way. And I just want to invite you to join us. Head to the Biblical Weight Loss Blueprint Facebook group. Tell us about you. We would love to welcome you into our community. And beloved, I pray that you would prosper and to be in good health just as your soul prospers. Until next time. Hey, beloved, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's podcast and you learned something new, head over to iTunes for Covered Beloved and leave a five-star review. Hit subscribe while you're there. And of course, if you have friends who would benefit from today's episode, be sure to share. Until next time, remember, God's got you covered.